Hey there, and welcome. You are listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories and lessons I've learned, and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. The show notes can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast, and this is episode 38, The Complexity of Empathy. Hey there. So today's topic is going to be about empathy. And we hear a lot about empathy. Brene Brown talks about it a lot. Um, a lot of self-help stuff talks about the power of empathy and, and really listening. And it's one of those topics, as in as are a lot of topics around psychology, that gets a lot of wordplay, but not a lot of, wow, that's really hard to be empathetic. Like it doesn't, to go a little deeper into how hard is it to really show up for someone in an empathetic way. And this, for me, has become a a personal mission because as many of you know, I'm dealing with a father who has um, dementia with Parkinson's. And so it's it's extremely challenging. And and talking about it is really challenging for me. And, you know, they always say, when you're grieving or when you're going through something hard, like the the responses you get from well-meaning people are really just mind-blowing how off the mark they are. And and that is so true. I found that to be very true for me that, you know, people really mean to be comforting and to be kind and to, and to be trying to help me, but their responses are so far off the mark of empathetic. So I could be sharing how hard it is to watch my dad, you know, doing these things that he does that are totally out of character for him. And someone will say, oh, Oh, well, you know, that's just his dementia, though. That's not him as a person. And, and yeah, I get that. But it's still my dad, like, this is still something that's really personal to me. And as if I'm going to be like, Oh, thank you so much. You're right. It is just the dementia. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the, the problem with those trite statements. So, you know, this is a personal example to me dealing with a grieving or a loss or anything like that is, um, is an extreme example of, of having empathy, I recognize. But but we do it every day, you know, in the little empathy statements of, oh, I've had a hard day, and then we reach in to try to fix it, or this person's driving me crazy, and we jump in to try to, you know, make it better. I'm struggling losing weight. Oh, let me give you the latest diet I'm trying. So we're constantly, in every day, there are things coming at us where we could be practicing empathy. And nine times out of 10, we jump into problem solving, or we jump into advice giving, um, trying to normalize it, make it better. And, you know, there's a Brene Brown video, which if you haven't seen is, is amazing. And it's a little cartoon, I'm going to put it on the the podcast page, that where the show notes are that it'll be there. And even if you have seen it, I highly recommend you watch it again. I think I've seen it like 50 times. And every time I get something new out of it, And in the video, she talks about that it is our desire to try to fix it. And when you think about a problem you've had, and when you're going to a friend and you need some empathy, um, or you need some understanding, them coming back with, oh, you should try this, or, you know, when I did it, this happened to me, that isn't helpful. What's helpful is someone saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing. That must be really hard. Or I'm so sorry that's happening to you. Or I can't imagine going through this, that must really be a struggle. So those ideas of we're going to fix it by giving advice, it doesn't work. The only thing that tends to work is really getting present for people. So, you know, the question is, then why is this so hard? (laughs) Like empathy, it sounds so easy, the idea of just saying, Oh, thanks so much for sharing that or Oh, this must really be hard, or I'm so sorry. Um, That 
those statements are very easy to say, but the idea doesn't pop into our head. And so this is really deprogramming a little bit. It's really kind of first thought wrong. Um, that our first reaction is to let me fix this, let me make this better, let me give them some little advice that can that can make it better. Because we, as the listener, do not want to go into that pain. We don't want to go there with the other person. And that self-protection that steps in is what gets us out of empathy. So it's hard because when someone says, you know, if I go back to the example of my dad, when I go into that example and I say to someone, oh, it's really hard, I'm struggling, that other person most likely is going to go into their own head about their father or their parents or or a death in their family or someone that they know that has dementia. They're going to get into their world and that's going to be painful and that's going to suck. So they don't want to go there. So they're going to try to immediately make me feel better so we can move on from the conversation. It's not a character flaw. It's just a human reaction that I don't want to go into the pain. And so for me, what has really helped in practicing empathy. And you know, I hear I know as a therapist, I am, my strength is empathy, or I wouldn't be in this field. So I hear the pushback on that. But I'm not perfect when it comes to empathy. And I definitely have my my hits and misses. But the thing that has helped is to recognize this isn't about me. (laughs) So someone shares about their divorce and their struggle in their relationship. Even if I've gone through a divorce, or I've, you know, been in a crappy relationship, this story isn't about me. It's about them. And so I need to be really present to what they need, what they're thinking, what they're feeling at the time. And so that reminder to me of just a quick, this is about them, lets me drop down with them and be present to them without getting stuck in my own stuff. Because it's really hard to drop down and be with someone in their pain when we're all wrapped up in our own pain. That's, it's next to impossible. So the, the common humanity that comes up is I know what pain feels like. And I may know what going through a divorce feels like. But I don't know what going through a divorce is like for you. I don't know what going through a divorce is like for your situation and your background and your everything you bring to it. I know what going through a divorce is like for me. But my job here in this relationship is to be present for you. Not share my stuff, not get all caught up in what I'm doing, but to get present for you. So when you think about it, there are a few things that we do in response to someone sharing something really challenging us, challenging with us, something emotional, something that they're struggling with. We try to give them advice to make it better, usually unsolicited advice, (laughs) which is never good. We give them unsolicited advice. We um, say at least, which is in that Brene Brown video as well, well, at least this isn't happening, or at least that isn't happening. You know, for a long time, people would say to me, well, at least your dad knows who you are. And that just felt so crappy, because do you know how much other stuff is happening? And yeah, I am thankful that he knows who I am. But that doesn't mean the other stuff doesn't matter. So when we say to someone, at least, then all their feelings are discounted, because that one thing isn't happening, or they have that one thing to be grateful for. So we, you know, we give advice, we say at least, we tell them something they should be grateful for. That drives me crazy. That you should be grateful you have this time to spend with your dad. Yeah, I am grateful. But it's also really hard, people. This is really hard. So telling someone to be grateful or to think positive or flip, flip it around is just, it's not helpful. And then the fourth thing we do 
is we can we end up relating. So we'll say, oh, I went through a divorce too, and this is what happened, or oh, I can relate because this happened with my divorce. And we get caught up in our own stories rather than sharing what's happening, listening to what's happening with them. So when we're caught up in our own stuff, it's a it's not empathetic. It's not helpful. It's not being there for them. So the reason I think that really the power of, of dropping your own stuff and just being able to be like, this is about them is really powerful. Because you know, you hear me and my biggest message is compassion, compassion, compassion. We have to be bringing self-compassion into our own lives if we're going to make any changes at all. And the more I work with self-compassion, the more it is just, this is the holy grail. I mean, not that I believe in a holy grail, but that the practice of self-compassion is just life-changing. And if we cannot be empathetic to other people, we cannot have self-compassion for ourselves. They go hand in hand. So that's why I wanted to talk about empathy today because empathy and being there for other people is a great practice in showing how we can be there for ourselves. Because when we find ourselves judging other people or saying, oh, you know, look at her over there whining again about her freaking divorce. Like, who cares? I went through a divorce and it wasn't, you know, I didn't whine all the time. Eek, that's yucky empathy and yucky self-compassion. That judgment pulls us out of both of those. And we can't be empathetic and we can't be self-compassionate if we're in judgment. So the, the idea of empathy and self-compassion really go together. When we can show up for other people and really be present to them, then we start flexing that muscle that allows us to show up for ourselves and really be present for ourselves. So I think those, you know, they kind of go, they definitely go hand in hand. So start practicing more of that empathy, more of that, you know, really showing up for other people and, and finding out what's going on for, with them. Like I said, I'm going to put that video for the Brene Brown. Um, it's an RSA shorts video. It'll be in the show notes so you can check it out there. And I would love to hear from you if you want to send me an email, nancyjane at live-happier.com and let me know how your um, empathy is going. One quick caveat that I did want to say is that a lot of times we get stuck in those of us who are who excel at empathy. Um, the key to empathy is that there's a there's a boundary there that I don't have to. If you're telling me about your divorce, I don't have to pick that up and carry that divorce. Um, emotion with me. So I can listen to you and be present to you. But that doesn't mean I got to pick it up and run with it. And then all day long, I'm carrying around your pain. And that doesn't mean that I have to fix your pain. That's the beauty of empathy is that I can sit and be present for your pain without having to fix it or change it, make it better, pick it up, carry it. It's on you, that pain, and that's what sucks about it. So the more I can recognize there is nothing we can do here to help this person other than really be present and listen, that's where the change is. That's the life-changing juice. You know, the people that sit with me and say, oh, this must just suck. And it just is miserable to watch your dad going through this and there's nothing we can do. Yeah, that's right. There's nothing we can do. We just have to sit here in this and implement things yes and try our best but at the end of the day it's a crappy situation and these crappy situations happen all the time in life so in empathy i'm not saying pick it up change it run with it carry the the burden of the other person i'm saying put that boundary there so then you really can be present to what they're carrying around 
Okay, now it is time for the weekly ritual challenge. So one thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm going to be sharing a ritual with you and challenging you to complete it. So this week's ritual is kind of going to go along with the theme of empathy, because I think that um, it's great to talk about empathy and to hear about empathy, but we really got to be practicing it. So I really want you to pay attention this week and notice how often you jump in to fix things. Pick a conversation that you know is going to be intimate and just notice how often you jump in to fix or how often you say at least or how often you try to have them spin it to be on a more positive note. So be cognizant and intentional when you walk into a conversation to see how much you jump to fix. And then you can always rewind. You can always circle back and say, oh, I said at least and I didn't mean to, or that was really crappy that I said you should be grateful about this, when really I just want to thank you for sharing that with me because that had to be really hard. So the key with empathy is that you have permission to always circle back and say, ugh, I did that wrong. Can I do it again? It's totally fair, and that's how we learn, and that's how we grow. So that's your weekly ritual challenge. Pick a conversation and notice how often you jump in to fix it. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every week. If you have questions, please email me, nancyjane at live-happier.com. And until next time, here's to living happier. <laughs>